Uh-oh, it appears as if we might have another COVID saga unfurling itself in golf. Honda Classic Live, Independence Day Saturday here on ESPN 106.3. All things golf, we've got it covered for you on the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast, Honda Classic Live. I'm Ken Levicka. Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com. He's our golf insider. He's going to hang out with us in about 15 minutes. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson. We got a lot of drama with those two. Uh, Also, as we move forward towards the Open Championship, what can we expect? And hey, it's almost Ryder Cup selection time. We're going to cover all of that with Sean Fairholm of Global Golf Post and GlobalGolfPost.com. Let's go ahead and get right into our opening drive, which is going to focus primarily on Hideki Matsuyama and some issues now that golf is going to possibly face itself with. At Tire Kingdom, AC free check and $10 off repairs before it really heats up this summer. And folks, we are we are there. Stop by Tire Kingdom, a free AC check plus 10% off any required AC repair services. Stop by or schedule an appointment today and your brakes, especially with the rain down here. You got to be cognizant of the situation with your brakes. If they're squeaking, your stopping distance has gotten longer. Do not play games with your brakes. Might be time for new ones. Make an appointment at Tire Kingdom for a free brake check today. Going on now save up to $50 after mail-in rebate when you purchase and install Napa brakes. And we know that road trips are a part of the summer, especially now with things opening up post-pandemic. You got to make sure that your car is ready. If you need new tires, an oil change, wiper blades, or an inspection, schedule an appointment at Tire Kingdom. Their convenient hours and locations make it easy to get the services that you need. They've always got great deals on top tire brands, battery check, tire pressure, alignment. They have all all of that at Tire Kingdom. Go to TireKingdom.com and make sure to find a Tire Kingdom location near you. Hideki Matsuyama, the Masters champion, yesterday tests positive for COVID-19. He has had to withdraw from the Rocket Mortgage Classic. So this also tells us one thing without saying it, that Hideki Matsuyama is not vaccinated for COVID-19. Japan has had uh, a tough time with its vaccine rollout. Matsuyama has not taken the time to get vaccinated here in the United States. Now, Matsuyama, we don't know if he is symptomatic or not, but he has confirmed tested positive. The PGA Tour says that a player who tests positive for COVID-19 is allowed to return to competition 10 days after the onset of symptoms or sooner if there are no symptoms based on consecutive negative tests. Now, that would take place Monday of the Open Championship at Royal St. George's. Here's the problem. The Open Championship has much stricter COVID rules. So, again, not sure of Matsuyama's status and the protocols for the RNA also include contact tracing even for vaccinated players. And so any player deemed to have been in close contact with someone who has COVID could be removed from the Open Championship. This could be crisis mode uh, for the Open Championship. If Hideki Matsuyama 
had several close contacts, and you'd have to think he probably did during the course of the week, considering he got around in as well. Uh, he was supposed to play with Phil Mickelson and Ricky Fowler Friday and played with them on Thursday, and you hope now those two are vaccinated, give themselves a better chance of not testing positive um, uh, because their Open Championships could be in jeopardy. Uh, there might be uh, a problem here. Now, the PGA Tour announced earlier this week it's going to be ending COVID-19 testing, and I don't quite understand this, but that was their announcement. It's going to start the week of the 3M Open, and in three weeks, players who show symptoms would still be able to get tested. I think that's a terrible idea by the PGA Tour. There aren't enough players vaccinated to get away with that, but hey, uh, they can do them, and I suppose there's no concern about a major championship after the Open Championship is played, but still, they are really playing with fire. But Matsu Yama uh, testing positive for COVID-19. It doesn't just impact him. And of course, we hope he's okay. We hope it's asymptomatic. We hope that it is, if it is symptomatic, uh, that he's able to recover and recover fairly quickly. Um, But this is too dangerously close to the Open Championship, again, with significantly more stringent, more strict, uh, and uh, more overlying COVID protocols than what we see in the States on the PGA Tour, and close contacts, the likes of Ricky Fowler and Phil Mickelson with Hideki Matsuyama, you'd have to think they would be deemed close contacts. You just hope that those two uh, are vaccinated to give themselves a better chance of not testing positive and possibly putting themselves in jeopardy for the Open Championship. So we open this Saturday with Masters champion Hideki Matsuyama having to withdraw from the Rocket Mortgage Classic because of COVID-19. His Open Championship and perhaps others' Open Championship is now in jeopardy. Uh, Detroit is the site of the Rocket Mortgage Open and Phil Mickelson has been uh, really in the middle of a firestorm. Uh, This is a guy who is still riding high after his PGA Championship win, but Phil Mickelson said that because of a story published by the Detroit News this week, He's just not going to play in Detroit anymore. Mickelson said he's not coming back because of a story in the Detroit news. They obtained federal court records from 2007 that uh, detailed how uh, a bookie, and if you follow golf, you know the story, a bookie cheated Mickelson out of $500,000. Why is this coming out in the Detroit news? Because the bookie was Michigan-based. Mickelson said, quote, it was so much effort for me to be here and to have that type of unnecessary attack. Not like I care. It happened 20-something years ago. It's just the lack of appreciation. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't see me coming back. Not that I don't love the people here. They've been great, but not with that type of thing happening. Phil Mickelson saying, not like I care, but he, he clearly does care or else he wouldn't be reacting in the manner in which he is. He, he does care about the story, even if it did happen, as he said, quote, 20-something years ago. A lack of appreciation. Like, listen, Phil, we know you're a golf legend. We know that you're the defending PGA champion. But when you start throwing around terms like, oh, it's a lack of appreciation um, uh, that uh, you're, you're being attacked, like, it just comes off as arrogant. Like, that, that's the Phil that was disliked early in his career and that's the type of personality that's coming to the surface here uh and then his agent 
uh, Glenn Cohen, or his attorney, I should say, Glenn Cohen, spoke to ESPN and said, quote, I'm disappointed that the paper would curiously pick this week to write an article about a bet that was made over 20 years ago in a jury trial that took place in 2007 where the guy who was convicted is dead and where the only purpose for this article is to embarrass Phil Mickelson, end quote. Well, the reason that it is, it's come out is because it is Rocket Mortgage Week and any paper that is worth a damn knows that it's the relevant time to put it out. Like, I don't think that this is any secret. That's how journalism works. And embarrassing Phil Mickelson, that is uh, subjective. Uh, because I would read it and say, oh, that's interesting about a guy who has overcome that and uh, is playing uh, some of the best golf of his life uh, at a very old age, uh, at 51 years old. Um, I would say, wow, that's interesting. And man, that must have sucked. And look at Phil now. But Phil clearly still has some underlying thoughts about the entire thing. So again, it goes back to the quote, not like I care. No, Phil really, truly does care, or else he wouldn't be embarrassed by it, in the words of his attorney. Or else he wouldn't be threatening to never come back to Detroit, to not play in Detroit any longer. Uh, he, he does care. He, according to his attorney, is is embarrassed or uh, there is an opportunity for him to be embarrassed. If you're actually over it and you don't care, then you don't have this type of reaction. So Phil has done a lot right. Uh, I am a big Phil Mickelson guy, huge fan of his. Uh, I, I just I love the way in which he's transformed himself, but I also didn't expect to see off of a story that, like he said, is based on something that happened 20-something years ago, so it shouldn't be that big a deal, but the paper's allowed to write what it writes. It was factual, and it was timely, and it made sense when it was released. Uh, I don't like Phil Mickelson's reaction because it was sensitive, it was petty and it was really unbecoming of a guy that you would think is very confident in himself now in all walks of life he's overcome some legal issues some legal battles uh he is in a great spot now financially and in a great spot professionally and for him to lash out like he did and then threaten never to come back to detroit that's just bad stuff. Honda Classic Live. We're in the midst of the opening drive here on ESPN 106.3. I'm Ken Levicka. In a few minutes, we'll talk with uh, Sean Fairholm of Global Golf Post and GlobalGolfPost.com. He is our golf insider here on Honda Classic Live. And if you're just joining us, Hideki Matsuyama has tested positive for COVID-19. He's had to withdraw from the Rocket Mortgage Classic and his Open Championship in two weeks could be in jeopardy. Bryson DeChambeau and his caddy Tim Tucker are taking Taking a break, they have decided to distance themselves from one another. Uh, DeChambeau uh, had Tucker on the bag for the beginning of the tournament, but uh, they announced after Thursday that they needed some some time away from one another. And I don't blame Tim Tucker because Bryson DeChambeau is a big, gigantic 
Payne. Uh, DeChambeau was in Tucker's ear all final round of the U.S. Open. Uh, seemed to be like blaming Tim Tucker for some of his problems. Uh, that is completely unnecessary. There is no need for that. Uh, and, and so uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Tim Tucker appear to be on the way out. And I don't, it's going to be lucrative. There's going to be money to be had being on the bag of Bryson DeChambeau. But is he worth the hit to your sanity? Is he worth the endless uh, range time? Is he worth the endless math breakdowns? Is he worth the immature behavior? Uh, that's the question that's going to have to be asked. He he has a personality. I don't think uh, a lot of times it's a fun personality. It's an arrogant personality. It is an overwhelming personality. So it's going to have to take someone with uh, some some strong conviction to get on the bag or at least uh, an immense amount of tolerance and patience to get on the bag for Bryson DeChambeau. Brooks Kepka, of course, uh, had to weigh in on this because it involved Bryson DeChambeau. So what's quickly turning into one of the most annoying rivalries in all of sports has another chapter. Kepka, upon hearing the news that Bryson DeChambeau and Tim Tucker were on the outs, tweeted, couldn't do it without my guy, Rick, best friend and greatest caddy to do it, Ricky Elliott Appreciation Day, in a photo of Kepka and Ricky Elliott. That um, wildly unnecessary not even really that funny, um, but if it makes Brooks Kepka feel better about taking a shot at Bryson DeChambeau, then so be it. But Bryson DeChambeau, he is not going to win anybody over. He is not going to win any points. Uh, this with Tim Tucker is not going to help his cause, uh, how people view him, because I think a majority of us say, oh, well, Tim, we understand. We definitely understand, um, because dealing with Bryson DeChambeau is, oh boy, I just, you better really love money and you better have unlimited patience or that can go ugly. That can go south real, real quick. Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3, talking golf on a Saturday morning. And when we come back, we're going to get our expert on, our golf insider, Sean Fairhome. Read all of his work. One of the best feature writers in the game at globalgolfpost.com. What? Does the caddy switch for Bryson DeChambeau mean? Phil Mickelson, how does he come off uh, saying that he'll never come back to Detroit over a newspaper story? And are we starting to get an indication of captain's picks for the Ryder Cup on the American side? We'll talk about all that and more when we return with Sean Fairholm of Global Golf Post. I'm Ken Levicka. It's Heidi Classic Live on ESPN 106.3. Drama, drama, drama. The PGA Tour is full of soap operas. This week has been intense. It is Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. Independence Day edition. Long weekend for most of us. Be safe. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, we aren't skimping, though. We are still talking all things PGA Tour, all things golf. We're a couple of weeks away from the Open Championship. And uh, we have uh, some some major drama on tour. And joining us is Sean Fairholm, our golf insider. Global Golf Post. Read all of his work, globalgolfpost.com. And, uh, Sean, I-, I know that we had an eight-hole playoff last weekend, and we will discuss that, but it now pales in comparison to the things happening uh, off the course on the PGA Tour. Let's start with Bryson DeChambeau. And you made a comment uh, a couple of weeks ago after the uh, U.S. Open that sort of uh, raised my eyebrows a bit where you pointed out, man, there was a lot of back and forth between Bryson and his caddy. 
And you were wondering how that wasn't exhausting for the people around him. Well, now Bryson and his caddy have decided to split up. I have to imagine after you observing what you did observe so acutely that this isn't a huge surprise. No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, Tim Tucker has been on the bag for all eight of Bryson's wins, and uh, he's also been on the bag for a lot of complaining throughout all those years. <laughs> so I have to believe that, you know, he's just a little bit exhausted at this point. They've, they've split up before in the past. They split up in 2017, and uh, Tim Tucker came back on the bag a, a year later. But it's, a, it's an exhausting job being Bryson DeChambeau's caddy. There, there are long-range sessions. There are uh, just a lot of different, uh, you know, analysis you have, you have to go through uh, mathematically on the course, and it, it's a it's a difficult job. I don't. Would you quit your job and go be Bryson's caddy? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of money there, but it's also it's a very exhausting and, and very difficult job. Probably one of the more, more difficult bags to have on the PGA Tour. For the novices out there, could you just sort of give a, a, a little bit of an overview of the typical tour player-caddy relationship? Yeah, no, I, I would say that, you know, when you're when you're looking at some of the top PGA Tour players, uh, you know, there, there are some players, like, uh, take Pat Perez, for example. He just listens to what his caddy tells him every single, every single shot, basically. He just says, you know, his caddy just tells him, "Hey, it's it's a five iron." Pat pulls a five iron, and it and it's over. Um, but there are a lot of other PGA Tour players who they need to be babysat. You know, while they're while they're playing, they uh, they 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 don't need to. Uh, they, they they just have to you know go and kind of talk about talk through every single shot uh, to to a very uh, you know to the the nth degree, and that's a. Uh, it's a difficult thing for a lot of uh, a lot of caddies to, to go through. You know, a caddy player relationship is only really meant to to last a few years in a lot of cases, and uh, it, there are only a few rare examples like Phil and Bones and uh, Paul Casey and Johnny Long, Long Sox and a, a few other situations like that where caddies have really stayed for a long time because you're basically, you know, a caddy and a player are with each other more than. Uh, a player is with his own family a lot of times. I mean, it's just a it's it's a very unique relationship, and uh, you have to be able to talk about more than just golf. And sometimes that's just not always the case where uh, you're you're getting along off the course and you have that kind of chemistry. So uh, they could sour pretty quickly. How do you see this playing out? Uh, you said that the money is is lucrative with Bryson DeChambeau. No shortage of sponsors for him as well. That carries over to an extent. Um, but but how sought after is this open position going to be if he decides not to keep the interim? I mean, monetarily, it's probably the most sought after bag on the PGA Tour. I, I think a lot of caddies probably have concerns just working with Bryson because there are a lot of just probably strange things you have to do. You know, you have to stay at, stay out to the range until uh, you know ten o'clock at night during some major weeks, or uh, you have to really kind of just hear him. You know, struggle through uh, struggle through rounds, and, um, and and there's a lot of media obligations as well. I, I don't know. I, I think you know, definitely there's going to be a caddy out there. There's definitely a market out there for it. Uh, right now, he has, he has someone just from from Cobra who is uh, who is on the back, just helping him out for right now. But uh, I, I would say that you know, a, a major caddy, someone that we probably know, is going to end up on his back uh, if it's not Tim Tucker coming back. So uh, so this is it's definitely big news and. Uh, you know, they're, you know, maybe that kind of shines some light on uh, that back 944 
that he that he yeah. had the U.S. Open. There may there may have been some tension there that he had to uh, that he had to work through. Yeah, I agree. It sort of seems like that. And you using the word strange that is the best possible way to describe Bryson DeChambeau. I think there is no better word in the English lexicon to describe Bryson than strange. Uh, Honda Classic live here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Sean Fairholm, our golf insider from GlobalGolfPost.com, and then there's the other drama, and it involves. Phil Mickelson, uh, just a month and a half after his triumph at Kiowa Island, he is unhappy and says, I will never play in Detroit again. This is because of an article in the Detroit News that came out and detailed and relived the two thousand, the odd 2007 scandal that Phil Mickelson was involved in, involving a bookie. And uh, this is knowledge to anybody who follows the tour. I mean, this is common knowledge at this point. But uh, Phil Mickelson says that was uncalled for. He called it abuse and says, yeah, I'm probably not coming back here anymore. Like, I get why he's annoyed, but this also seems to be a little bit petty on his part and a little bit sensitive. I don't really get this one. I mean, honestly, a reporter wrote something. It, it hurt his feelings. But what does that have to do with the golf tournament? Right. I don't really understand. What does it have to do with the fans that are supporting them, uh, supporting him? I don't really, I don't really, I don't really understand it. Um, we all know Phil's background. We, we know, you know, that he, he, he's definitely gambled a lot of money in his life. We know that he's uh, he's been involved in some uh, insider trading investigations and, th- and things of that nature. Uh, we we all kind of know that. I don't. The, the the article to me was just kind of digging up some past dirt. I don't. I don't really think it was a, a article that really needed to be out there. But for Phil to, to kind of come out and say that he, his feelings were hurt and he's not going to play in the tournament, I think that's kind of directing his aggression at the in, in the wrong way. I, I would. I don't. I don't know why he wouldn't play that golf tournament. It's his first time playing there, and they've only been there for three years. So, uh, so it's. I don't. I don't really understand the the reasoning behind it. But if he doesn't want to play it, I mean, that's that's his decision. He plays a lot. He plays a lot of different places, and he's always been known for. Uh, he, he's not the one to kind of skip events. Uh, he, he plays in a lot of different places and plays a lot of golf throughout the year. So he may be thinking to himself, "Well, I don't really need this one. You know, let's, let's just go on to the next." next stop and uh, I guess that's his decision but I don't know if the reasoning for it is very sound yeah yeah it just it seems off and I agree with you like the purpose of the story was just uh, really I I think just grab attention and it's a lot of stuff though that we already knew if you follow golf and uh, Phil Mickelson's agent said I don't know it seems I'm sure it's a coincidence it came out the the week of the rocket mortgage well there'd be no reason to put it out at any other time of course it has to do with the fact that it's rocket mortgage week up there in uh, in Detroit talking with Sean Fairholm Global Golf Post and GlobalGolfPost.com so let's get to the eight hole playoff last week that was fun there was clutch putting clutch shots it took forever but man the uh the, the end of that tournament last weekend was really a ton of fun and eight holes uh, i wish there was more <laughs> it, it was pretty exciting for for there only being one birdie out of all those 18 holes and <laughs> uh, or the eight holes and, and 15 different pars i mean uh I, I thought it was i thought the moment really was when harris english was buried in the under the lip of the bunker and, and got up and down for par uh, with, with Kramer Hickok just barely missing a birdie putt, uh, it was it was great stuff. I thought both of them really showed out well. Uh, really, kind of, you know, found a way to, to to make some really clutch putts. How about Harris English in regulation making that long birdie yeah. putt? Kramer Hickok comes up and, and stiffs it, and then the playoff, 
The, my only complaint was that I thought it would have been, you know, great for them to, uh, to you know, go back to the 15th hole instead of instead of being on the 18th hole, where that's that's more of a par hole. You're not going to make birdie there that much. Uh, and the 15th hole is so exciting, but I understand they have fan concerns and things like that. But um, but no, I, overall, very exciting. One of, definitely one of the key moments, uh, one of the more entertaining moments so far of, of this season because that, that tournament with Bubba Watson kind of imploding down the stretch and then uh, have, having English and, and Hickok uh, duel it out, that was, that was a lot of fun. That was, that, was a, that was a good ending. And how about Harris English? This is his second win of the year. He finished third at the U.S. Open. This has been a pretty good opening six months, six, seven months to the PGA Tour season for Harris English, who has completely flown under the radar. He's an interesting guy because he. It seems like he either wins or he's missing cuts. You know, he's not a guy who has uh, has really been consistent. You know, he played really well at the U.S. Open. Uh, they 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 showed about five of his, five of his shots for the entire tournament, and he almost won the thing. Uh, only finished a few shots back uh, and and played so well at Torrey Pines. So it seems like his. You know, he's he's in a hot stretch right now. I would take him for the U.S. Ryder Cup yeah. team if the tournament was. If the, if the match was right now, I mean, he's right there in the points list. I think he's he's absolutely going to be a, a factor come September. He he definitely has a shot. I mean, he's he's proven that he kind of belongs in that upper tier uh, right now. I think he's uh, just on the very edge of that points list right now to, to make the team. So he's uh, he's knocking on the door. I, I found something that was really funny though. He he has not changed his putter grip or his putter head since he was in college, uh, and he's 31 years old. So he went to the University of Georgia about 10 years ago, and he still has the same grip on that he had 10 years ago, which is which is crazy because players usually change their grip about, you know, maybe every year yeah. or so for their putter. And Harris English has kept his for 10 years. He loves the feel of it so much. Uh, it, I mean, sometimes players get in a groove with uh, with putters like that, and they, just, they never want to change them at all. So. Uh, so he's clearly kind of in a, a good space right now and, and having a good year. Uh, and you read my mind about the Ryder Cup with Harris English. It is wild just to see some of the names right now that may sneak onto the Ryder Cup team. This is going to be interesting here moving forward, and there's only a couple of weeks left uh, before decisions have to start being made. If if you were going to give out a couple of big names that would be surprises that aren't on the Ryder Cup team right now, who's trending in the wrong direction? Yeah, I think right now when you look at, I like the way they they're doing it with the the six automatic picks and then the uh, the six captains yeah. picks because I think they're that allows for for some flexibility. But I would say Tony Finau is in serious danger right now of missing this team. He he played really well early in the year, and now he's he's floundering. Uh, you know, he he played so poorly in Connecticut last week. Uh, it's it's a concern right now. I don't I don't think he's anywhere close to being a lock for this U.S. team. Uh, you would think a couple of those other guys maybe outside the top six, like Jordan Spieth, I think, is probably going to be a lock for, for the team. Uh, but there are a couple of guys that right now who are uh, kind of outside that top six that uh, are, are really kind of stressing right now because, uh, you know, you would think that maybe seven, eight, nine are going to be automatic picks, but we don't really know. I mean, if you're not playing well and you're in that seven and eight hole, uh, I, I would say uh, it's no, no sure thing that you're going to make that team. Uh, a couple of things uh, over the last couple of weeks. And again, Sean Fairholm is our golf insider here on Honda Classic Live. Sean Fairholm, read all of his work at Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com. 
Uh, we had for a couple of weeks been discussing the improved play of Ricky Fowler, but now he's in danger of uh, missing the cut in back-to-back weeks. If he doesn't put together a good round today, he's currently uh, behind the cut line. And so when it comes to Fowler, who seems to be regressing, uh, that's concerning. But then Matthew Wolf, who missed the cut last week, has bounced back, it appears, uh, going into the weekend. So just a tale of two different guys who are afflicted by different things. But it is disappointing to see Ricky Fowler once again going back in the wrong direction. I really thought Ricky was turning things around. That's it's, it's unfortunate the last couple of weeks has not been able to put it together. And then, as you mentioned, Matthew Wolf. I mean, I think this is going to be a really great story if he can keep this up. It seems like emotionally he's a little bit freed up at this point, and the talent is so overwhelming that you have to think that if he can just you know be in a good place mentally, there's there's no reason why he can't win, why he can't play uh, well enough, and, and he's absolutely in in, uh, in contention for the Ryder Cup team. I don't care what anybody says. I know he's a young kid, but he has he absolutely has the game to uh, to, to be there. So uh, it'll be interesting to see whether he's able to kind of keep up this momentum or whether this is a little bit of a flash in the pan. I, I think seeing what, he, what he's done, you know, he's, he's won on the PGA Tour in the past. He's, he's played well in, in major championships. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, a factor throughout the summer, which is fantastic to see. It was it was uh, very concerning to see him, you know, struggling mentally yeah. and and not being in it, and to see him kind of get back a little bit. That's uh, that's that's a huge boost for golf. I mean, what a story that would be if he did get himself onto the Ryder Cup team, and it it really would be remarkable, and I think it would be inspirational in every sense of the word. Speaking of the Ryder Cup, it appears as if Padraig Harrington has told Sergio Garcia and Ian Poulter, hey, you guys are going to be on the the Ryder Cup, and that might be a surprise for at least Sergio Garcia, who has uh, not had the the best of years. Uh, But are you all that surprised by that revelation that those two will most likely be on the European side? Not really, because I think if you look at the European team, it's a lot of younger faces. You know, the, the core of that team is turning over from, uh, you know, the Lee, the Lee Westwoods and Sergio Garcia is turning over to the Victor Hoplins at this point. Um, that's kind of where the European team and the future of it is heading. But they need, they need some veteran leadership to kind of bridge that gap at this point. So I think having Sergio and Poulter, who have this, you know, long, long track record of playing well in the Ryder Cup, it's not, it's not too much of a surprise. I think they're going to try to nurture some of these younger players coming coming along like like Hovland and uh, kind of get them in the right in the right position for uh, for the next you know 10 to the 12 Ryder Cups down the road that, that some of these guys are going to be a part of uh, the European core has been kind of aging for for a long time and they know that they they need a plan moving forward because they're not going to be able to rely on these uh, on these older veterans for forever so it, it does make a lot of sense to try to balance out the team now for uh, to, to make to ensure that the future is, uh, is is secure for the Europeans. And then we are coming up on this next edition of the match, uh, thanks to Turner. And, man, this is going to be between uh, Phil Mickelson being upset in Detroit, Bryson DeChambeau and his caddy breaking up. Uh, Wisconsin is like half and half, whether they still love Aaron Rodgers or hate Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it, 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 and Tom Brady is calling unnamed quarterbacks mother bleepers. Like, we have a lot of drama, a lot of uh, soap opera stuff going into this match in, uh, in about a, a week's time. This is wild. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think they're getting these, these matches are getting better and better over time. I think we're, 
you know, golf may have something here yeah. uh, where, you know, it's, it's all about the drama, all, all, kind of the WWE format of, uh, of golf, maybe, you know, throwing a little, uh, throwing some insults and some, uh, some jabs in there. I think, I think we're, we're in a good place uh, with, with where the match is heading. I think they, they had to work out some kinks, but I, I think it's definitely heading in the right direction. And, uh, I'm interested to see whether people get tired of hearing Bryson for four hours or whether they, whether they like hearing him, but I, I don't know. I, I think he, he may be, uh, he may be on everybody's nerves by the end of this. Yeah. I, I am right along there with you. It is funny though, to hear your perspective. You someone who, who loves the game and respects the game, but uh, you're also of a younger generation and uh, you acknowledge that, yeah, this is good. A good showcase for golf, uh, and I know a lot of the old schoolers probably cringe at the prospect of the match. They think it's a circus. They think that it's 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 weird and off-putting to the sport. But I think this is exactly what golf needs. These offshoots, these every couple of months uh, spectacles, this is good for the game. I do think this draws people in to uh, golf in the mainstream and as a whole. Yeah, I don't think any. No one's saying to take away the majors or to take away the Ryder Cup or take away any of the the great events of golf. I, I think adding some some kind of unique formats. We, we see seventy two holes of stroke play, you know, every single week. Basically, I, I would love to see some different formats, some different team competitions. Thro- throw some different elements in there for for us to get excited about. Because at the end of the day, it's it's mostly about entertainment. I think Adam uh, Adam Scott said it last year. You know, so, you know there are a handful of tournaments that are serious that are that that guys really really want to win for to improve their you know historic uh, you know level in the game. But for the most part, you know this is about entertainment. It's about it's about just kind of creating a product that people are going to enjoy. I mean, that's what the match is about. To me, I, to me, I think uh, more of this is definitely necessary in golf. And I think I think it is heading in the right direction. So I'm excited to see how it turns out and. And hopefully a lot of non-golf fans tune in just to see what it's about. And maybe those people will watch the PGA Tour and will kind of tune in for for other events. I I think it's good to kind of grow golf uh, from that perspective. Awesome stuff as always, Sean. Appreciate it. Have a good and safe uh, long weekend here on uh, Independence Day weekend. And we'll talk next week, okay? All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Sean Fairholm, our golf insider. Again, read all of his work at globalgolfpost.com. When we come back, we'll go through the Rocket Mortgage Leaderboard. I'm Ken Levick, a Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3. We are back. It's golf. It's Honda Classic Live. We're the only radio show to do it in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. I am Ken Levick. You can listen to us Every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time here on ESPN 106.3. And if you missed any of Sean Fairholm of Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com, our golf insider, you can check out his thoughts on Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson, not to mention the first couple of days of the Rocket Mortgage Classic and what's to come with the Open Championship on the Honda Classic Live presented by uh, the Honda Classic Podcast. That is wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and subscribe to it, get it right to your phone, and enjoy it after we conclude every Saturday morning here on ESPN 106.3. Leaderboard update, let's head to Detroit for the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and that's where you find a two-way lead atop the leaderboard. Tom Lewis, the Englishman at 10 under par, and then Joaquin Neiman as well. 
He is even with Tom Lewis at 10 under. Max Homa, the crowd favorite, he sits just one shot back at 9 under. Troy Merritt also at 9 under par. Uh, Then you have a number of players at 8 under just two shots off the pace, including Kevin Kisner and uh, Sean O'Hare. So it's pretty crowded there within a couple of shots of the lead. 7 under, Matthew Wolf. He has played well this weekend. He has bounced back from missing the cut last week. He appears to be uh, on the way back after what he called mental issues, mental health that he was struggling with. He's only three shots back. Sunjay M also at seven under par. And uh, it's really sort of jammed in. Will Zalatoris is at six under, as is Danny Willett, Jason Kokrak, who was uh, very much in the conversation last week, uh, he is at six under par, just four shots back. Ricky Fowler easily makes the cut. He is playing solid golf. He's very much in contention at five under par. So the Jupiter resident, Ricky Fowler, makes the weekend and does so convincingly. Fellow Jupiter resident, Keegan Bradley, he'll go off at 11 a.m. Eastern time at five under par. That will be just uh, about an hour after we get off the air here on ESPN 106.3. Jason Day is at four under par. Bubba Watson also at four under. Camilo Vajegas, the former Florida Gator, is six shots back. He sits four under as well. Phil Mickelson makes the weekend. Uh, He uh, enters the weekend at three under. A lot of controversy for Phil, saying that he wasn't happy with the Detroit News uh, for digging up more information. Uh, His saga back in 2007 with the bookie that bilked him for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. But He's at least put it behind him to an extent where he is into the weekend. Now we look at the cuts. And uh, Rory Sabatini, he has now missed uh, every tournament this month, or every weekend, I should say. He misses the cut at two under. Luke Donald uh, cut as well. Uh, Gary Woodland, the Delray resident at two under, he is unable to get into the weekend. Uh, Harold Varner the third, he gets cut as well. Bryson DeChambeau, new caddy, doesn't matter. Awful two days for him. DeChambeau easily misses the cut. Two shots off the cut line. Jason Duffner, who has been a non-factor now for quite some time, he cannot get into uh, the weekend. Neither can KJ Choi. And uh, it's really sort of a full list. There are some really notable names that did not make the weekend at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Hideki Matsuyama had to withdraw, of course, because of his positive COVID-19 test. So again, in retrospect, here is your leaders, Tommy Lewis and Joaquin Neiman. At 10 under par, they're your co-leaders at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, but Max Homa is lurking just one shot off the lead. Kevin Kisner as well. He's just two shots back. And Matthew Wolf, the Jupiter resident, only three shots off the lead as he sits at 7 under par. Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. I'm Ken Lavica, And next week we will start to get into our... Full open championship previews. That's coming up, and it'll be fascinating to see um, how the situation involving Hideki Matsuyama plays out 
Uh, is he going to continue to test positive for COVID? Is his Open Championship in jeopardy from a contact tracing standpoint? Has he put anybody else in jeopardy? That is going to be the significant question as we move forward and we get closer and closer to the Open Championship and uh, what is to come in terms of who's in, who's out, who might not play solely because of the uh, COVID-19 protocols, how strict they are. It has not been well received by a number of players. Uh, but uh, hey, never a dull moment. Absolutely never a dull moment on the PGA Tour. And uh, so, again, with the Open Championship lurking, all eyes are really focused on what is taking place off of the course because there is an awful lot to discuss. Uh, next week, it'll be the John Deere Classic as that returns to TPC Deere Run. That was full-fledged canceled last year because of COVID-19. And then, of course, the Open Championship comes up July 15th through the 18th at Royal St. George's, the legendary Royal St. George's, where they're discussing 32,000 spectators in attendance and full-fledged protocols and isolation for all players, whether they're vaccinated or not. And, hey, we are getting towards the end of the month when you're going to have Olympic golf. We're going to know our Olympic teams and see who's representing their country very, very soon. So we'll keep an eye out for that as well. That's a look at your Rocket Mortgage Championship leaderboard and just a quick recheck of the biggest news this week. I'm Ken Lavica, Honda Classic Live, ESPN 106.3. When we come back, we'll wrap this up and we'll get you set for a weekend in golf. Again, I'm Ken Lavica. It's the only golf radio show in the area. Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3 and streaming on the free ESPN app. That's a wrap for us on this 4th of July weekend. Please be safe this weekend. Please have fun. Please be responsible. Please take care of yourself and others. And also, make sure to make the most of, uh, for most of you, an extended weekend. want to thank everybody here with Honda Classic Live, including Ken Kennerly, the executive director of the Honda Classic, and Andrew George, the tournament director, all the good people over at the Honda Classic. For Joe Rigotti and Sean Fairholme, our golf insider from Global Golf Post and GlobalGolfPost.com. I'm Ken Levicka. Just want to say happy Independence Day. And again, be safe, please. We want you back here next Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, for another edition of the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. So enjoy the rest of the Rocket Mortgage. Enjoy the drama that we're seeing uh, on and off the course in the PGA Tour. It is never, ever, ever, ever a dull moment. I'm Ken Levicka. This has been Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3. Have a great weekend, everybody.